When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Known as American Refugee Committee, and we have a crash sitting on the inside shoulder, southbound 35W at Highway 280. It's keeping things thick back through the Roseville split. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, things do remain awful on southbound W all the way into downtown Minneapolis. Same old slow-and-go scenario playing out on northbound W from the crosstown into downtown. Over on the Saintly side, northbound 35E burning up those brakes between 494 and 94. And southbound 100, ugh, just flat out gross. Nothing but bumpers and brake lights from 81 all the way down to the Crosstown Freeway. At Alight, emotion is the heart of who they are as humanitarians. When traveling to places others often see as scarce, Alight humanitarians are delighted to find laughter and smiles. At Alight, they spark joy in the work they do and for the people they serve. Learn more at wearealight.org. Nicole Mitchell's 5 Eyewitness News forecast, mostly sunny, 26 degrees today, cloudy and 18 overnight, and then mostly cloudy, 33 tomorrow. It's 13 right now at my talk. I need information I needed five minutes ago. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert, an everything entertainment update heard at the top of every hour on My Talk 1071. So, um, what's new in your world? Denise Richards is on the mend after undergoing emergency surgery to repair four different hernias. That's terrible. That's awful. My gosh, she wants to remind people that you need to listen to your body. Uh, She said, this was a couple of months ago and turned out to be a good lesson for me to always listen to my body. Being a mom, wife, and having a career, sometimes it's easier just to be strong and power through. She thought the pain, uh, she said, uh, thought the pain and my other symptoms would just go away. (laughs) They did not, and it got a lot worse. Um, It happens. Oh, poor day. I love her. Yeah, she's great. She's a great addition of uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yes, she is. She's a good mom. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Okay, um, now this is probably going to shock you. The uh, the highest earning YouTube star this year is oh. eight-year-old Ryan Kaji. Is it the kid that opens the presents? Yeah, yeah I believe so. Oh. His, he does a, a channel. It's called Ryan's World, and it raked in $26 million this year. He is eight. Oh, wow. My I gosh. I really missed the boat on that. We oh. are in the wrong business, my friends. He has yeah. 23 million subscribers. Um, he does whatever he wants to on his channel. It says he grows his own bacteria. He unboxes boxes toys. Um, kids love watching YouTube videos. It's like half the time they spend is on YouTube. You know, when you have a kid and you give them a screen, that's what they want to yeah. watch is stuff like this. I grow my own bacteria, but I'm not making $28 million. 
Damn it, Kenny, why aren't you growing your own bacteria, for heaven's sake? Well, just... Stephanie's hoo-ha could probably make some money. <laughs> that singing. Uh... Yes, yes. Oh, man. I'm fermenting things and, yeah, you know. I just think if you're honest, if you, I, I, people like to see what's real. So if you make mistakes, I think that that probably. That's all I have good. to do yeah. is a few mistakes and film it. Yeah, cuss in there a little bit. Oh, yeah. You know, that was the last oh, thing. Boy. Now, my my little niece is in the car with her mom, oh. so be careful. Oh, okay. You just texted me. Hi, Hi. Steffi. I heard you on the radio. I'm like, ah, oh, great. Well, hopefully she doesn't know what a hoo-ha is. Um, I think we call it a cootsie-doo. Oh, no. Oh, 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 oh. Write that down. Write that down. We got to talk about that later. Oh, cootsie-doo. Woo! Okay. That's, that's what I call Kenny in our, in our YouTube show. <laughs> Kenny the cootsie-doo. All right. Um, I don't think I have anything else. I just want to end this. That's the latest story. You can find more on our app in my talk. 1071.com. That is brand new information. My talk dirt alerts at the top of every hour and at 820, 1220, and 520 on My Talk 1071. Welcome to the 8 o'clock hour, everybody. Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071. I'm Jace with Dawn, Stephanie, and Kenny coming up on 806. We have Paul McGuire Grimes coming up. Coming up. To give us his review of Cats. We'll also talk about Bombshell and Star Wars. Um, but we got to put a bow on this conversation. Um, Cootsie do, Hanson, that's that's what you called it? Yeah, I think. Yep. The Cootsie do and the Schwanzengruben. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, you called mine a, a what? A Schwanzengruben. Oh my God, that's hilarious! That's from a Mel Brooks movie. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, I don't know where uh, I got it. Spaceballs or uh, uh, yeah. something? I, I seem to remember Madeline Kahn or, or oh. uh, no, no, Terry Gar saying something. Oh, yes. uh, Young Frankenstein. Yeah, Bronson, come Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh my God. Uh, you know, okay. you have to have like uh, names that are. Not you know I can't say the real like words. Right? I know, yeah. yeah. I have yeah. problems yeah. with the sex yeah. words. I just call him Mr. Melancholy. Mr. Melancholy. Oh, poor Lex. Like her show is like so nice and fun and G-rated, and she reads what show? and. When Alexis, she's, she's yeah. the dirtiest of all of Is us. Is she really? Oh, yeah. Yes, do not. I never no. get that from what her. What show are you referring to? <laughs> this show? No, she will slip things in here. She's dirtier, Jason, isn't she? Yeah. Than e- yeah. Okay. She just gets away with it somehow because she says it with a cute smile. Because she's nice. Yeah. I, I, exactly. I don't know what show you're thinking of, but oh, listen to. I just, yeah, you know. No, no, oh, no. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it is. Yeah. <laughs> 807 Cootsie Doos. Let's get started. <laughs> How was the movie? How was the movie? How was the movie? How was the movie? My big fat movie review. We are borrowing him. He's on loan. It's like when a museum borrows a piece of art for another. <laughs> yeah, he's True. on loan from Colleen and Bradley. Paul McGuire Grimes is on the phone. Uh, we ran into each other this week at uh, Star Wars. We'll get to that a little bit later. But. The real reason Paul is here is because I desperately needed to know about Cats, the movie. Hi, Paul. 
Hi, Jason, Steph, and John. How are you guys? We're good. Oh, good. <laughs> as uh, as they say, I don't Where think do I'm we- ready for this jelly. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's start with cats. Now, I'm not going to read you this collection of horrible reviews that we've uh, put together. Let's just bottom line it. Please tell us what was this like. Well, it's a stagnant mess. From start to finish. My review fits right in there with all the other ones. This movie is hot garbage from start to finish. (laughs) Hot garbage? (laughs) Really? Wow. Yeah. And here's the thing. I have a music theater background. I know Broadway. This should be right up my alley. But this this show, as, as a musical, cannot be translated to the big screen. At least what they try to do with it does not work in the slightest because a there's no plot so there's nothing carrying this this movie along they have weird cgi motion capture to turn all these poor actors into cats <laughs> and it's so inconsistent some wear costumes some wear hats they all have human hands and feet even though they got cat faces oh. and then you're seeing judy dench and Ian mckellen purring and meowing when no one else is oh. um oh uh, where, I mean, what other good questions do you guys have? I don't even know that. It, oh, I can't. How's the CG on Jason Derulo? I mean, I'm asking. I'm asking for, for Kenny. A I'm asking for, yeah, a for a friend. Friend. That Kenny. anaconda was not present in this movie at okay. all. Okay. His kitty costume has been CG'd. Kenny, did you hear that? that There's no is, reason to go see that. And it's just odd, too. Like, it also, like, is poorly done. So there are times where you feel like their heads are almost not matching with their bodies. And then it should be a good dance show, too. Like, yes. as a theatrical musical, it should be great dance. But the cinematography and the editing is so fast and chaotic and close-up that you never see how good the dancing should be or even what the stage pictures are. Oh, That's wow. half the fun of seeing the live musical, and yeah, is that the dancing is always so extraordinary, and the movement from the actors—they should have, don't you think? They should have just—I haven't seen it, but it sounds like they should have just put them in the costumes that they would have put them in in the musical, yes. and not done CGI. We were, exactly. We were just talking about that a little bit ago in my house. That it would have been more magical. I feel like you could have bought into a little bit more. If you would have seen, like, oh, that's really Jason Gorilla's body, or that's really all of these actors doing, getting the cat into their body, if you will. But when it's all motion capture, and then to feel like the actors are trapped underneath CGI, like, it's like, oh, there's Judy's face, or Jennifer Hudson's face under, like, CGI fur. It just, none of it works. And then, uh, and then you have, like, Rebel Wilson and James Corden kind of doing their usual comedic shtick, which then isn't funny. <laughs> Taylor Swift is in it for about five minutes, so Swifties out there will be disappointed that she's hardly in the movie. Oh, okay. Well, you People know, were I, walking. Oh, what was that? Uh, no, I was going to say, when I think of the costumes, what they could have done was, and Dawn will love this reference, I think of the great costume of the Cowardly Lion in The Wizard of Oz. I mean, they could have done something yes. like that, you know? Yes, that would have been great. It would have been a costume design for a movie, like, that would have all made perfect sense, yet none of that is happening here. They're going to be too caught up in trying to make it cinem- cinematic when that's not the case. You've got dancing cock- cockroaches at one point. You've got a lot of horny <laughs> innuendos, cat puns left and right. 
I mean, people were laughing when it was not supposed to be funny. People were walking out left and right. Oh, wow. People walking out. Yes. And, like, sure, like sometimes it happens at our practical, you know, people come for free and maybe they just are like, eh, not my vibe. Yeah. I haven't seen people walk out of a movie like this in a long time. Wow. Paul McGuire Grimes is our guest on loan from Colleen and Bradley for a special edition of his movie reviews for Cats. <laughs> um, okay, let's move to Bombshell. What did you think of Bombshell? I think that this is a story that definitely needs to be told. I mean, it really is kind of the first in the Me Too movement about the women of Fox News who tr- who took down Roger Ailes. We've got Gretchen Carlson pulling the trigger as Megyn Kelly is kind of waffling back and forth. And if she wants to share her story, you also have this other reporter played by Margot Robbie that becomes the victim of Roger Ailes' kind of seductive ways and how all of them kind of put these pieces into play as they try to either save their jobs, get rid of their jobs, and whatnot. And I think that the acting is great. Um, Margot Robbie er, is great. Uh, Charlize Theron is uncanny as Megyn Kelly. She, what she does with that character nails the voice, the physicalities. You see her in a different way than you may have felt about her before. Still very conflicted on her actions. And then Nicole Kidman is good, too. My problem is kind of with the writing of the movie and the focus that it wants to share. Okay. Mm. Yeah, because Colin- Gretchen is the one that pulled the trigger, and you feel like it's really her story to tell, but so much of the movie is focused on the Megyn Kelly character and her kind of going back and forth, and she wants to share her story. She wants to be involved with taking Roger down. It was awesome how much the movie is based on Megyn if Gretchen is kind of the hero of this story. And Gretchen, played by Nicole Kidman, is very much just kind of a side-supporting character. Oh, and okay. they yeah, it was kind of weird in my opinion about that. And you have, and they tried to put in every Fox News personality in this movie. Like, hang some at Fox, I mean, I'm sure they pop up in this movie, whether they really needed to or not. Mm-hmm. And it flies by. The movie's actually under two hours. And it's kind of rare for me to say that I think they could have taken more time to tell this story. Oh, nice. Okay. Paul McGuire Grimes is our guest. Finally, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker uh, opens tonight to the general public. Don, Paul, and I saw it earlier this week. What did you think? I'm on your side. I thought that this was a very satisfying conclusion to the this trilogy as well as the nine movies overall. I mean, their point was to kind of wrap things up, and they did that really well. They answered all the questions we wanted. I thought the action scenes were great. I got emotional at times, and I didn't really think I would. And I really love that idea of facing your inner self and, like, conquering hate and fear. And, you know, I, I thought it was great. And I love the father-son aspects in the story, too. That was really well done. I think people are being overly harsh about it. Well, yeah. I, I mean, in some instances, yeah. I. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
I, I was reading because a lot of the professional reviewers, it's gotten a bad Rotten Tomato score. Uh, but what's funny is, and I think Don will agree, because Don, as you know, Paul, it's not quite in love with it like we are. But Don, I, I somebody made your point. It's hysterical, Paul, that the that the uh, harsh critics are holding are saying, "Oh, how dare J.J. Abrams do this fan service or make fun of Last Jedi when they're the ones that hated Last Jedi two years ago?" <laughs> exactly. Like Last Jedi was phenomenal with how it. The Star Wars into a new like uh, look and feel, and pushed that story te- storytelling further and challenged the audience. You know that it wasn't fan service, and now people are like, "Well, this movie's too much fan service." Well, you can't have it both ways, here, people. Like, <laughs> yeah. it has to wrap everything up. It can't. Yes. It can't start introducing a ton of new characters and new worlds. We got to stick with what we know and wrap it up. And that's what they did really well here. Paul, thank you so much for getting up early. Thanks we really appreciate me. it. Yeah, absolutely. Th- Paul McGuire Grimes, everybody. He's Don't forget to follow best. Paul and uh, listen to him on Kalita Bradley. Watch him on Twin Cities Live. Thank you so much, buddy. It is uh, 816. Don McClain, yeah. we have a half-price deal. Do oh, we know? Yes, oh. we sure do. We do. I'm looking at it right now. I love a good deal, too, especially around the holidays. This is a great one. It's a Blue Ice Cryo Spa. You're going to get one cryo T-Shock slimming, toning, or fat loss session. This is a $348 value for only $174. Now, if you don't know what it is, it combines the power of cryotherapy and thermography to help you reshape your body. You can read all about it at mytalk1071.com. Keyword deals. It is 817 when we come back. Elizabeth Reese and the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Welcome back to the show, everybody. It is 820. It's time for the Dirt Alert and Elizabeth Reese. Hello, Elizabeth. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, Now, before we begin, I just want to say, uh, you know, I can't talk a lot about it at all, but I just want to publicly say that I'm not kidding, and everyone will be able to read between the lines here. Elizabeth Reese is absolutely one of the sweetest human beings on the entire planet. She made my day yesterday with, um, uh, this proves, we're, we're everybody on the show, we're actually real friends. And Elizabeth was so very kind yesterday and called me, took the time out of her busy day to call me. To, uh, she got to try my new endeavor. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Oh. And uh, and you were very complimentary, and it meant the world to me. It really did. Oh. You made, Not that my day was bad, but I thought about it all day long, oh. and, and I really, really, really appreciate it. Oh, so thank you're you. you're so welcome. Well, the praise was beyond well-deserved. You can check thank out you, my sweetheart. Insta story if you want to know specifically what we're talking about and what I, know I consumed you already <laughs> but it already expired and i didn't get a chance to no, repost it yes it did my, not. i just posted yes. it last night i Impossible. don't know if it did yeah it didn't it didn't show up on mine so okay i'm gonna okay. get in oh it's still there thank you it's still there it bud. it's the first one thank yep, you sweetie just repost away yes Jason. Done, oh you. you are really sweet well listen you know it is i think it is really important to reach out to people and just Give them a little love. You never know. I mean, you were already having a great day, but what if you've been having a bad day? It would have made yeah, things it, so much better. It was very sweet, so thank you. Well, you are so welcome. And our day is going great. Mark Anthony, oh, he's having a tough day. Oh, no. His yacht was destroyed. His yacht was destroyed by fire. Now, Stephanie, you're a yacht person. Yes. You know what this life is like living on the water. I've seen Kelly Ripa on an island beach three times. Oh, really? Yes, 
and wow. she's so little and she's cute. So tiny. She's a teeny tiny person. And she's just gorgeous yes, in person. So is that Mark true. Consuelos. Mark Consuelos is shockingly beautiful. Oh, the two of them. And they were there with their kids just sitting on this island when we pulled up. Oh, that's very fun. See, Jason, yacht life. Why are we not doing this? Well, and to be clear, yacht life is happening around Stephanie and Kurt. And don't feel sorry for me or anything, but Stephanie and Kurt are in a (laughs) 28-foot sailboat that we're captaining ourselves. So we just orbit around yacht life. I feel so bad. I know. know. (laughs) Oh, the struggles. The struggles. The struggles real for her, Elizabeth. And the trauma. Well, Mark Anthony has a bigger boat than that, Steph. It's a 120-foot yacht. And it was destroyed Wednesday night when it erupted in flames at a Miami marina. Wow. He was not aboard, but he does have a boat where he's got several crew members working on it. And it caught fire and it capsized at the Island Gardens Marina off Watson Island. I don't know if you know where that is, but all those aboard made it off safely, which was really good. All right. Um, but they say right now everything is all under control, and um, but the yacht is not good. I mean, if you see the the page six has the images of it. I mean, the boat is fully on its side oh. and then halfway underwater. Okay. And then there are firefighters from a firefighter boat next door putting water on it. It is sort of funny that a boat catches fire in water. All these boats are fiberglass, though. They're super flammable. Oh, they are? Is Uh that because they're so light? Um, I don't know. I just think that once fiberglass catches Mm -hmm. fire, it's like boom, boom, boom. It goes. Dawn. Yes. Dawn, you and I need to check our boat. Can you make sure it's all right today? Will you go to the marina with me after this? Yeah, we're going to need a bigger boat. We're going to need a bigger one. Yeah. Yeah, I really. <laughs> my dad was a sailor. He oh, he oh, loved really? sailboats. He actually built his own. Oh, that's oh so gosh. cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The only thing better than having a boat is having a friend with a boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like yep. I'm well, a wonderful boat guest. I bring coolers. <laughs> you and Jay are always invited, but it would require that Kurt would remember him. Oh, yeah. Kurt did not remember my yeah. husband, Jay. Oh, at the, there was uh, the weird, Christmas awkward party. face at the Christmas party that <laughs> I would just like to publicly apologize for him. <laughs> Don't worry. Jay doesn't mind at all. He um, he had one incident at our um, holiday party where a colleague who will not be named came up to him like last year and said, Jay, I didn't even recognize you. You've lost so much weight. <laughs> and Jay goes, it's me. And I've pretty much just put on like another five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Company holiday parties are hilarious, and they just create such a funny environment. Yeah, for we did really. We got out of there unscathed. That was the only awkward moment. Was Kurt staring at Jay's face for two minutes of just and <laughs> looking annoying. at his name tag and did looking at his face. In? Well, it does get confusing because Jay's. You know, my last name is Jay's last name. Right. But on television, I go by my maiden name, which is now my middle name, Reese. Yeah. So. It's yeah, confusing. He was just looking from name tag to face to face to name tag, <laughs> no. and I couldn't save him fast enough. <laughs> and finally, he just was like, Well, oh, I'm like, That's Elizabeth Reese's husband. <laughs> he was like, Oh, oh okay, yeah. Poor Kurt. We had dinner poor with Kurt. him. Oh. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we had a nice dinner. We oh, did. Oh, man. Hashtag poor Kurt. Mm. Poor Kurt. Kurt should go back to his yacht and he'll feel better. He's fine. He'll be good. Uh, Karina Smirnoff, who is on Dancing with the Stars, is pregnant, expecting baby number one. Nice. And she's 41. I just always love like shout outs of women in their 40s having babies because it's like, you know what? That's great. She said baby Smirnoff coming in 2020. And um, this was nice. She announced the baby and then donated in her post $5,000 to resolve.org which is an organization that helps couples and families on their pregnancy journees. Oh, wow. that's nice. That that's a nice. really nice. sweet way to announce your pregnancy. She did hold it up is. the pee stick. 
which I feel sort of like <laughs> contradictory about. Because <laughs> mm. <laughs> your pee, pee stick doesn't stick. work for you. Well, you pee right on the stick. I'm you with know? Elizabeth and on this, and I'm, I'm not a female. You're holding up your but... urine sample. <laughs> Do you hold up urine samples in any other situations? Uh, only in no, court. No, I don't. Only in, in court. court. That's right, Don. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm clean today. <laughs> Don. Don McLean. <laughs> How do you know this? <laughs> I have a lot of cop friends. My cop friends. <laughs> hey, Elizabeth, uh, yeah. what do you have on Best to the Nest this week? Oh, my gosh. Best in the Nest this week with Marjorie. Um, oh, gosh. I, you guys, I got another Franklin Rhymers interruption. He's holding up Olaf. Oh, frozen. Cute. So cute. Yep. Good job. Uh, we're talking holidays. So listen up because we've got a new episode that comes out uh, to today. Is it Thursday? Yes. Thursday. Yeah. New episode out today. Perfect. Right. Find Best to the Nest <laughs> on Podcast One and watch Elizabeth Reese today at 3 in Twin Cities Live. When we return, Kenny's final traffic report of the day. Plus, Dawn has a question for Terry Hatcher when we return. It's time for a Mariah Cray Cray moment. So featuring moments for you. Like a retro exactly. moment of gypsy yeah. whatever. You're right. This has been a Mariah Cray Cray moment. That's right. We love you, Mariah. We love you. You're nutter butters and we love you because of it. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk with one and streaming on our My Talk app. I'm Jace. With Don McLean, Stephanie Hansen, and Kenny the Traffic Kitty just did his final traffic of the day. He'll be back tomorrow. Bye, Kenny. Bye. Bye, kitty, kitty, kitty. See you tomorrow. Bye. See you tomorrow. <laughs> uh, tomorrow's also Mystery Date Friday. Who Ooh. will knock at the door? You'll find out tomorrow. I'm excited. Can I give a public uh, service announcement? Oh, for sure. Well, what everybody, do you think, I just said yes. Everybody, what? Wash your hands. Everyone I know is getting sick. Mm. <clears throat> Don't it's the say holidays. that. I know, and there's just a lot of people traveling around, and just wash your hands, people. Thank you. Yeah, seriously. I know. The more you, yeah, that's a good one. Just it wash really your is. hands. It really is. It's... Get some hand sanitizer. Uh, just a little one for your purse. Put that in stockings. Yeah, Dawn is. Uh, I'm she's using right now. I, I do it. I know. I wash the whole studio down. Yep. It is. It's the season. I know. I, it, yeah, it is the season. So, please, please, Dawn McLean, you have a. Oh, and by the way, also programming note. Uh, Donna is so excited for tomorrow. She'll be uh, joining us for Forced <laughs> Movie Review Friday. Yeah. She loves us so much. Uh, we forced her to watch the exorcism of Emily Rose and um, the things that she's already told me just in the conversation. Uh, the, yeah, it is hysterical. Yeah, she <laughs> I'm loves telling us. you, it's going to be so funny. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be just a great show. So don't miss it. And then Hanson, of course, will be back next week. Uh, so Don, you have a question for Terry Hatcher, I hear. Yeah, Terry Hatcher posted some pictures. You can go to my Twitter. Uh, which is Dawn at Dark, and look at these bikini pictures that she posted last week. Uh, her intention, she says, was not to show off, but it was to be vulnerable. Uh, she wanted to liberate herself from always having um, untouched fo- or touched up photos and that these are untouched. Um, she's also really been involved in weightlifting, um, an anti-inflammatory diet, 
Um, and she's 55 years old. She was on the Today Show with Hoda and Jenna. Yeah. And she just wanted to lift weights and get stronger. I think she comes from an era of, remember in the 90s where people, uh, celebrities were just so anorexic. Yep. I mean, they truly were. They're yes. just like, they just all start. And I'm not saying they don't starve themselves now, but at least there's a little bit of permission to have some muscle tone. So anyway, she's, I feel kind of bad calling her out on this, but these, she looks unbelievable. I yeah, mean, great. She is just fantastic. Ripped. I used to look like this at one point in my life. I'd love to get back to it, but I did in seventh grade. Who cares? It's like who cares if it's untouched? You're pretty much perfect. I don't know. Have you? I, yeah, it's a humble pausing, brag. I think. Yeah, it's a little bit. I I pause because it, it, poor Terry Hatcher. I feel like she just she can never catch a break because I think she was so hated on Desperate Housewives and maybe mm. deservedly so. And I'm kind of joking with all this, but. Um, I think she has had a rough road. I really yeah. do. I think people in Hollywood do not like her for whatever reason. Oh, I do. I just get that sense. And, um, yeah, people, I, I think she is not well received. Was she a pill to work with? I think yes. so. That's oh, the rumor. Okay. I guess I hadn't heard that. Yeah. It, she looks fantastic, though. As I'm looking at this, I'm having weird thoughts. And I think I, I put I, it on here because I knew you would have some thoughts. Well, and I wanted to hear them. She looks beautiful. I am mm-hmm. I am a woman who's over fifty, mm-hmm. and I am a bikini wearer generally because mm-hmm. they're just easier. And plus, you want the tan that is yeah. Tan. It used to be the tan. Now it's just I don't the straps pulling on your shoulders of a one piece. I don't know why, but it just seems more awkward. Yeah. And they're always too short or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I it oh, is there a time where we don't get to wear bikinis anymore? Mm-mm. No, we can just keep going so. for broke. I, yeah, I don't because I don't like that. I don't like the limiting. I mean, I think that's the stuff that people did in the seventies and eighties. And yeah. I always say this: like it's not perfect, I, so cover it up. Yeah, yeah, I I I I don't think or I just hate, age appropriate. Like I don't I don't mm, like wearing shorts. You know how I feel about okay. shorts and. You know your little trigger with the, uh, I'm, you're at a 10, I need you at a 5? Mm-hmm. I have to say, and I'm surprised that the phrase doesn't bother you. I have a visceral reaction now to people using, is that really age appropriate? And I'm not saying you said it like that. I, yeah. I had somebody email me, not about me. I had somebody email me about the, I will just say the appearance of one of my colleagues um, and said, I'm so glad such and such did this blank because it's way more age appropriate for them. And I wrote back and I'm like, first of all, why are you sending this to me? And number one, how dare you and how antiquated and how who are you to define for anybody else what is, quote, age appropriate I think that's such a Flintstones term. <laughs> I do. I think it's, I, we need to wipe that from the vocabulary. That's one of the good things. You may not like her, but that is one of the good things that Madonna, uh, good influences Madonna has had on the culture. Who are we to say that a woman at 50 shouldn't wear a bikini? 
Yeah. What what is that? We really need to examine that. Is it about us? Is it our own insecurities? Are we jealous that she looks good at that age? And what is that age? What does it mean to look 50? If you're beautiful, why the blankety blank blank doesn't matter what what the calendar says? Mm-hmm. And the calendar determines what what your wardrobe is? Oh, bite me. Yeah, it is something interesting to think about. Yeah, I don't follow those rules, and I probably won't ever do it. <laughs> look, look at Ra- no, and I'm glad you. It's one of the things I love about you. Look at Ramona Singer. I Ramona love her. Singer on the Real Me Housewives too. of New York is in her sixties and is gorgeous and wears whatever she wants. And you know what? She drives me crazy sometimes. But I love that about her. I say this a thousand times a year on this broadcast. I love women and people that redefine what a certain age means. Because I got to tell you, I ain't gonna. I'm not going to abide by crappy, antiquated societal guidelines of what I should look like and wear. Bite me is what I say to that. I love this rant. I yeah. do. I do. I think it's. I think it's gross. I'm feeling we weird about the whole thing only because I'm the oldest one. So. The oldest one of what? Of our show right here. Oh. Like I'm the old lady in this oh, situation. Um, by, a, by a hair on your chinny chin chin. <laughs> Which and I by have the way, you a few more than that, one. Way, Let's yeah, just but, go there. Another aging, beautiful but, aspect. It's ageist. It's age. It's. And I don't want to throw away, throw out these terms. I think sometimes people get. You know, I think I, I am ageist. Too mad. Yeah. I don't try to be, but I. I can see that in myself. But I think it's based in fear of growing older. <laughs> for me, because I'm scared. I'm scared mm-hmm. of what that looks like. My husband's ten years older than me, so I see different. <laughs> You're scared of him. <laughs> well, we just talk about it. You know, yeah. it's. When you're 20 and your husband's 30 or 30 and 40, like it doesn't feel like age is a really big deal. <laughs> right. But as you age and my my stepmother is 15 years younger than my dad, mm-hmm. it, it becomes more of something that rears its head in other in ugly I ways. I think you need to release that for yourself. Probably. You need to release that because... I would view you as a champion of what I'm ranting about. I really do. I think you need to release that for yourself because you are confident in so many ways. I think you and you thumb your nose at a lot of convention. I, I do. You need to, I think you you need to thumb your nose at this. You really do. I think because, I need some work around it because I think I need to figure out what aging means for me. Because yeah. on the one hand, I'm so grateful to be aging as a cancery person. On the other hand, it's sort of scary, just like I think it can be. And I don't want to be scared of it. So I need some work around it. I'm not complete in this area. Well, C-3PO will work on you. <laughs> Coming up on 843, we're going to take a break. Speaking of C-3PO, I have a message for fans and critics of Star Wars when we return.